the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. ICR Golden Valley. From Wall Street to your street. Tune in on the go with our free app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Authorities say 20 people were injured in two shootings in downtown Milwaukee near an entertainment district where thousands of people were watching the Bucks play the Celtics in the NBA's Eastern Conference semifinals. None of the injuries is thought to be life-threatening at this time. Justice Clarence Thomas says the Supreme Court has been changed by the shocking leak of a draft opinion earlier this month. That opinion suggests the court is poised to overturn legal abortion recognized in Roe v. Wade. The conservative Justice Thomas joined the court in 1991 and has long called for Roe v. Wade to be overturned. He described the leak as an unthinkable breach of trust. Thomas said at a conference in Dallas that when you lose that trust, especially in the institution I'm in, it changes the institutional Fundament, uh, fundamentally, you begin to look over your shoulder. This is SRN News. Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. Yo, wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So... Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus, Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty, so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com. That's 1-844-300-LEAF. Yeah, Invergrove Hyundai, they have an amazing service staff. Incredible. Hey, I'm Javon from Megan. All in all, um, the entire staff is so friendly. I mean, you have young people to even elders. They really are like like good people. They have really, really good hearts. So Tyler is someone that I would highly recommend. Uh, he'll, he'll remember your name, too. <laughs> I have a Hyundai Sonata 2020. And uh, the services that I've gotten on there is uh, oil changes. We had to switch out the chip maybe once and... I probably had like a, a check engine light and I wanted to get it checked on, but they never give me a hassle. They're just like, hey, come in. One thing I love the most about Invergrove Hyundai is any place you go, that if they remember you, then you're significant to them. Even if you don't think you are, they'll make you feel like it and you'll feel right at home. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. No! Come on, rise and shine. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? It's going to be a great year. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show. This is a man. Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. My mind is a globe with whirling, transient nodes of thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning again. Welcome, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440, as we play the carousel of openings uh, here on the show. Uh, beautiful 65 and sunny. What a, It doesn't get much better here in uh, Minnesota than weather like this. Um, we are looking for, we're hoping to have on the show, Nathan Lewis, from uh, co-author of the uh, co-author of uh, a book on inflation uh, by... Uh, co-authored with Steve Forbes and uh, Elizabeth Ames. 
it is as I was saying, it's a fun book. It's a it's a uh, relatively short read uh, for us. Uh, perhaps uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm looking. We're we're waiting for him to get on the line, and we haven't seen him yet this morning. So I am looking for an email uh, from my from my uh, person who uh, who normally contacts me here, but I don't don't see it in here. Uh, um, so. So I am uh, I am efforting a, a phone number for him, but I'm not seeing it in my in my mailbox. So what we will do is um, perhaps um, perhaps we should do this. Let me talk to you a little about book, and then we'll take a quick early break, and I'll see if I have a. Have, I think uh, I think if you look. Uh, uh, Daniel, there may be a number that we need to call him on. Uh, can you look in your email box and see if you can find that? Because that's going to be from a, a week or two ago. Um, so um, I'll have you look for that. In the meantime, let me just let me just uh, <clears throat> talk a little bit about uh, about the book. It, like I said, it's it's relatively short. It is got uh, two. It's got three components into it. It's first a very a very basic explanation of inflation. Um, I think I, I, what I like about the book is that it puts the finger basically on the fact that even if there can be other causes for how inflation starts, they usually can only continue with um, they can only continue when you have a um, when you have a, a a Federal Reserve that continues to print money. Now that's not necessarily. And this is one of the questions I have for for Mr. Lewis is is that how you how you think of inflation or you think inflation's always started by a federal reserve I don't know that that's that's true or not but I will say I but I will add that I wrote a paper on this hmm, 30 some years ago in which I argued that there could be non-monetary initiators of inflation but no inflation long endures uh, without without uh, additional mon- money creation, and I think we're seeing that in the in the present moment. Uh, so that's one thing. It, the second item is, is the second. Oh, good, we have him here, so we can ask him that question directly. Nathan Lewis, co-author of Inflation: What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. It's published by Encounter Books. A fairly easy read, I tell you. Okay, it. The title of it might make you think it's going to be one of these long economic tomes. It is not. Nathan Lewis, welcome uh, to the King Banyan Show. Glad to speak with you today. Hello, it's great to be here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, I I was just saying this book basically comes at comes uh, to uh, is this this lovely short read is a is is got about three components to it. It starts with what it is. What is inflation? And you actually make, I think, a fairly the, you and your co-authors make a make a fairly sophisticated argument that some people don't pick up on right away, which is you don't say inflation is just a rise in the CPI. You have a deeper explanation for it. Would you explain that to the audience, please? Absolutely. Um, the word inflation kind of arises from popular speech. And it has become this just vague catch-all phrase for all kinds of things that might happen that might lead to broadly rising prices. And that's okay, but it doesn't, it doesn't go very far as to explaining what's really happening in the economy. And, of course, if you can't figure that out, it's very hard to figure out what you should do about it. Yeah. So, so, and, and so you, what, you're, what you focus on is an, is an inflation that is caused by – a change in the money supply, and, and and you come at that, and I'm looking for the I'm I, I'm thumbing my pages. Yes, I'm going to read this from page nine of your book. Inflation is the distortion of prices that occurs when money loses value. Would you, exactly. you want to exp, exp, and, and 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 that distortion can actually be both inflation and deflation. And I I would argue that perhaps in the last ten years. Deflation has been the distortion that's happened because of money losing value. 
rather than inflation. Uh, would you agree with that? Uh, we wanted to explain first that prices can rise for non-monetary factors. Uh, much of the book is yep. about the monetary factors. But, but that's definitely happening now. Uh, unfortunately, you get people who tend to focus on one or the other. Uh, so this is all the supply and demand issues. We have a ton of these these days. They're real. They are driving up prices, whether it be for, uh, you know, all kinds of things that there are shortages of these days or for housing or for the job market. So that is uh, always a factor, and it's a factor right now. And then there's a whole other sphere, which is not supply and demand related at all, but it's really strictly monetary. It's really just the central bank. And it's the best way to conceive of it, we feel, is to think about the value of the currency. Now, the, you know, the, the so-called money supply is changing all the time. Uh, and from time to time, it, gets, it goes up. And money has to come from somewhere, so you do have to make it. Uh, so the question really is the balance of supply and demand, if you will, for money, uh, which results in the value, you know, have we had an increase in supply, which has led to a substantial decline in the value that's causing prices to rise? And, and apparently it seems that in 2020, we did have that where we, um, the central banks around the world actually created quite a lot of money out of essentially thin air. And we have experienced a decline in currency value. And we are now seeing that work through the price system over a period of time. Right. So, in in your book, you know, you first start with, with with that explanation. That's pretty much that's pretty much what's in the first chapter of the book. And I and I pre I, and so I'm just taking people through the book. And I I have a couple questions. Uh, they're not criticisms. They're simply you know you're trying to keep this book short. And I really appreciate that. It was and it's, I, I emphasize to people it's an easy read. Um, but you cover a lot of history in the second chapter of this book and. And and the point I think you're trying to make is basically a point that ties not just you're not just being critical of Federal Reserve. It's basically any fiat money system, any system that where money is created by government decree. Am I right in making that point? Well, we we really want to establish for what we call what is generally known as a fiat monetary system is that we've had you know government money has been around for a long time, but it's since we had this big change in U.S. economic policy basically in 1971 and also around the world where there was no, there was no policy connecting the value of the money to anything. Before then, you had the gold standard, just made, made, basically meant that the value of currencies was maintained linked to gold, this kind of timeless benchmark of value. And today, we have the floating fiat currency system, the currencies just go up and down in value kind of randomly. There's no real policy. No one ever says, oh, you know, it should be higher, it should be lower. Or we're, you know, trying to stabilize the dollar against X, Y, Z. It just kind of goes up and down chaotically in response to central bank activity, dealing mostly with other things. They're fooling with interest rates. They're dealing with recession. They're, you know, just stuff they talk about. And the short-term effect of this is that the value of the money goes up and down, which is just kind of chaotic and, and in general. Uh, and the long-term effect is there's always been a tendency for central banks to bias toward actions which tend to reduce the value of currencies over the long term. It's basically kind of the easy money impulse, right? Whenever there's a problem, easy money, lower interest rates, right? And right. the end result of this over 50 years, um, since 1971, 51 years, is a, a, a long-term declining trend of the dollar and every other floating fiat currency. Uh, I estimate that the dollar today is now worth about one fiftieth, two percent of what it was worth in the 1960s. We now have a two-cent dollar, and the tendency of central banks around the world might be for that trend to even accelerate from here going forward. Right. So. So uh, talking with Nathan Lewis, uh, co-author of Inflation, what it is, why it's bad, and how to fix it. Nathan, if I think about, if I think about inflation in this way and, think, and that central banks have an inflationary bias, what's your explanation for why that, that inflationary bias, that, that tendency to devalue the currency happens? What 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 what's what's your I, I have an explanation that's probably different than a lot of folks, but uh, I, I'm curious what yours is. Well, the first question that arises from 
why have a floating fiat currency in the first place? What's the point? We in the United right. States had a completely different system, a gold standard policy, a stable value policy. The value of the dollar was simply X amount of gold, same as every other major country in the world. And there was no, you know, it, it prevented the government from really doing very much. You know, it kind of was pretty well defined, right? This is it. You know, it's like a pound is a pound, the world around, and that's what it is. So why did that change? And basically it changed because they had this impulse, this desire to try to manipulate the macroeconomy somehow using the central bank, right? It might be an increase in money supply. It might be fooling around with interest rates. It might be one thing or another. And, um, you know, all of – so the original impulse is to kind of like, you know, try to solve your problems with some form of manipulation and money creation. And as long as you have that impulse, as long as you give into it, try to solve your problems simply by creating money. Uh, you know, it's pretty easy to from that explanation why the long-term ten- tendency tra- tends to be a decline in, in the right. value of the currency. Yeah, and I agree. I so I agree with that. I I I, I agree with that in 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 part. I I will tell you my explanation is 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 to go back to when did we suspend gold. The, the gold standard in the past, and it was always at points where you were at war and you you decided you needed to be able to print money. You actually used inflationary finance to to fund war efforts, uh, and and that. Uh, but it, and what's interesting about the present moment is that is that if you said we are having a war against COVID nineteen, which is language I don't actually think is appropriate, but 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 I'll stipulate to it for the for the time being. We actually have done more monetary finance of spending on COVID than we did in the first and second world wars. But I do think, and so where your explanation becomes becomes relevant, and I think I think is why it's the primary explanation is after the first world war we reinstituted the gold standard. After the second world war we didn't actually reinstitute the gold standard. We tied the dollar to gold and tied everybody else to the dollar. That's the Bretton Woods system in in a single sentence. Um, but at the same time, we took, and so this is where your explanation becomes correct, um, we took the, 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 uh, the writings of Keynes and the book and the uh, textbook, the initial textbook, which I blame for lots of things that have gone wrong in the United States by Paul Samuelson, and we used those to justify that very spending that you're talking about. So that's my explanation for 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 how it happened but it we've always had that suspension of gold in wartime and so i always think the government's impulse to spend money is always there and that's why they've always viewed those as what Barry Eichengreen called the golden fetters uh holding them back and that uh wartime was the only time they were permitted to to untie the fetters but now 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 they're able to do that Hey, uh, hang on the ni- line, Nathan. Uh, you got this nice little piece on MMT, and I want to talk about that in in this book, and then and then we go back and talk a little bit more about gold, which comes which comes into play significantly in 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 the end of your book your book here. We're visiting with Nathan Lewis. Uh, he's the co-author with uh, Steve Forbes and Elizabeth Ames of Inflation: What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. You're listening to us here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Every day, 
the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Get your new garage door installed in just one to two weeks from Great Garage Door. Garage doors are experiencing significant supply chain issues, like the rest of the home improvement industry. But Great Garage Door has a large inventory of doors in stock and ready for installation in one to two weeks. Don't delay as prices are still going up. Buy from Great Garage Door now and save. Call Great Garage Door today for a free estimate at 763-767-3000 or find them online at greatgaragedoor.com. Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Schedule a free consultation at keeganlawoffice.com. That's K-E-E-G-A-N lawoffice.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Happy Saturday to you. Uh, we're visiting uh, this, this half hour and maybe a little bit longer with, uh, with Nathan Lewis, co-author with Steve Forbes and Elizabeth Ames of Inflation, what it is, why it's bad, and how to fix it. Uh, Nathan, uh, as, as I said as we were going to the break, um, I think I begin to wonder if it's just become too easy uh, to write a book on inflation or on the Fed and and get a chance to talk about modern monetary theory, um, but I think you're entitled to your shot. <laughs> so go go right ahead. I think I I I, I agree 100 percent with what you said. But why don't you tell folks what you said about MMT in this book? Sure. Well, as you as you just mentioned, there's a long, 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 long history going back to the ancient Greeks and before of governments more or less debasing their coinage, printing money, creating currency to pay bills during wartime. And, um, and, but that has really not been the pattern of the 20th century beginning of the Great Depression. The Keynesian pattern is, has not really been about you know, paying the government's bills. It's been about macroeconomic manipulation, you know, dealing with unemployment, this kind of thing, moving interest rates around, a change in investment. And that's been the pattern over, this, over decades and decades. But we are... Unfortunately, we are now getting into the situation in the United States, other major developed economies, where we've, you know, we've had these long-term trends over, over decades, uh, which are just getting worse. Uh, chronic deficits, growing debt-to-GDP ratios, uh, entitled, you know, unreformed entitlements, where it's becoming more and more about just printing the money to fund the government. And that's basically what MMT is, right? It's this ancient thing. There's, there's nothing modern about it, but since everybody knows what happens, you have to, have to kind of dress it up in new language to make it seem acceptable. Um, but we are getting back to that pattern of doing things. And that's the, that's the path to hyperinflation. That's how hyperinflation happened. Um, there, was no, you know, there was no hyperinflation in the 1970s because they weren't printing money to fund the government. But that's where all the money comes from, right? How do you get a billion-dollar banknote? Well, they, they use that banknote to pay somebody, right? Pay some soldiers right. or whatever. Uh, and we are getting into that pattern. You know, what happened in 2020? Well, government, the federal government spent, you know, a deficit of about 15 plus percent of GDP, about $3 trillion, uh, which is the largest deficit outside since World War II. And it was basically financed by the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve basically bought those bonds with using money created out of nothing, $3 trillion created out of nothing. Um, and they sort of got away with it, which is commonly what you see in the early stages of these things. The first, the first round, they kind of get away with it. And the inflationary effect has been rather muted, actually. But I think that if they were to do that anymore, 
And, you know, there's people talking about it in recession coming up right now. And what are they going to do? Are they going to try the same thing again? Isn't every congressman now convinced that all you have to do is spend money like crazy and have the Federal Reserve pick up the tab and get reelected? I think if they do it again, it could be a very dangerous situation. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and, and I think that is a temptation. That's why I'm, I think, think you and I probably are watching current Fed policy with this great curiosity. In the meantime, um, and I, we were just visiting with somebody else in the last hour uh, talking about how the, the, the current administration is, uh, it, it seems not to have a clue about things. And I thought, I'm actually going to play something for you. Um, this was uh, uh, President Biden, I want to say Thursday, talking about talking about how we're going to get inflation down and the way he's connecting these things. This is just a short clip, Nathan, about 25 seconds. I want you to hear it. Cut number nine, please, uh, Daniel. Americans have a choice right now between two paths, reflecting two very different sets of values. My plan attacks inflation and grows the economy by lowering costs for working families, giving workers well-deserved raises, reducing the deficit by historic levels, and making big corporations and the very wealthiest Americans pay their fair share. Now, Nathan, when I listened to that, the thought that went through my head was, I've heard this speech before. I'm, I'm older than you, at least from your picture, I'm older than you. Uh, and so I actually remember listening to President Ford's wind speech. Uh, back in 1974, uh, it, it felt it felt like, and you've got the win button in the book. You've got a picture of it. Uh, it I'm just, it's amazing. By the way, I went back and read the speech, read read the Ford speech again uh, after I listened to Biden's uh, press. I don't know if that was a press conference or what that was supposed to be, but but uh, I went back and read the speech. It's truly awful and way too similar to what we're hearing from uh, from President Biden now. This is their answer to inflation. What say you? Uh, you're absolutely right, and that's one of the reasons why we felt we had to write a book like this, and, and not for economic eggheads, but for the regular people, because you get the same old crap over and over again. And of course, you know Ford was totally ineffectual, right? Uh, yeah. At, at that time, and well, you know Biden stuff is also totally ineffectual. And in fact. It's somewhat contrary to to um, uh, what you may think. Tax increases often actually make inflation worse because it slows down the economy. So essentially, you know, you you tend to depress the demand for money, which leads to a lower value. And then once you depress the economy, what's the next step, right? Well, you have a recession, so don't you lean on the Fed for easy money to like fix the recession? So now you have an even easier monetary policy, and the currency falls right. more in value. So. So that's that's kind of where yeah that's kind of where that's going right now. It's kind of like background noise, I'd say. Uh, but if there was a real you know we had we just had a negative GDP print in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly you know two negative GDP quarters is a recession, uh, and we have elections in twenty you know in November. Um, if we have a real recession where unemployment is soaring and the stock market is collapsing, oh kind of like we are kind of like it's just happening right now. Uh, you know, that is when we might see deficits go to, you know, again, over 5%, maybe over 10% uh, again. And there'll be a lot of pressure on the Federal Reserve to to uh, you, take part in that. Do you see the Federal Reserve actually, uh, uh, if that were to happen, if we, if we started to see, what, uh, a stock market decline, would a stock market decline enough be enough if it was large enough? Would that stop the Fed from uh, continuing to raise interest rates? Yeah, probably. Uh, you know, the code word for this is the Fed put, right? When does the Fed change right. policy? In effect, you know, make and then the stock market turns around. We've seen it over and over since the nineties. Um, yeah, and and that would be. I, I think right now, actually, you know, the Fed actually has after that kind of like vomit vomiting money over all over the landscape episode of 2020, they kind of pulled back and said, you know what, we went too far. We're not going to admit it, but we went too far. And they've actually tried to hold the line uh, since 2021. And, and the Federal Reserve is now the most kind of hawkish, the most inflation-sensitive of all the major central banks. 
That's why the dollar has yeah. tended to be very strong recently. Um, but the question, for the question, so I, you know, I give them props for the last 12 months. But the question is, you know, what's next, right? Yeah, the stock market right. falls more. Are they going to be under pressure? I mean, just imagine if you're. I mean, it's a, it's a committee, and it's under all these political pressures. Stock market goes down another 20 percent, and they could say, "What are you going to do? You stand up in front of the podium, and say, you know, no, we're not going to do anything because we're worried about inflation." And then, yeah, unemployment goes up, and stock market goes down some more, and everybody hates you. Are you? Are you? Uh, you know, you're going to do what everyone wants you to do and change your mind, right? <laughs> that's that's uh, right. That, well, I that, mean. That produces this long-term trend for declining currency value. Well, if you go back and read the history of the Fed, and, and, and I apologize, I keep talking about history, and, and, and I know your book is very present moment focused. You, you do have some history in there, I'll say, but, 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 but very present moment focused. It's, 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 I think if you're trying to fight inflation right now, your hope is Jay Powell finds the spirit of Paul Volcker, right? But I remind people, Paul Volcker left office during the first, during the first Reagan administration. And if you read the history at the time, um, that wasn't entirely his plan. I, I know he was tired. I know he wanted to leave, but he also got next to no help from, from, from even the Reagan administration. They were not, they, they, they weren't on bended knee asking him to stay. Um, pro- partly because he wasn't really a Republican. Um, so <laughs> anyway, uh, well, he wasn't, uh, but uh, anyway, I, let me, uh, let me let me let, let me move let me move on to this. Do you have anything? I mean, in the toward the toward the last chapter of the book, because you also say how to fix it. Part of your answering, part of your book, uh, with uh, and let me read it again. The title to everybody: Inflation, what it is, why it's bad, and how to fix it. Nathan Lewis with us here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. Part of your book is sort of like. Because it's written for an everyday person, part of it is, okay, so if we think inflation's coming, what should you do about it? Um, and so one thing that I know people do, and we'll get to what your answer is, but one thing that I don't think is your answer is crypto, which is having a, almost like a week from hell. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you make of what's happening in the crypto market right now? Uh, and and it, is there a lesson that we learned from that? Um, yeah, I, crypto just seems to me like a very speculative asset and that might mean, you know, it might go up in value, might go down as it has in the past, might go down in value. <laughs> it has more, it has more com- commonality with like uh, modern art or something like that. Something that has no intrinsic value. Like Andy Borhol's print of Monroe Monroe, but for some reason it catches people's fancy and they like to own it and other people's art. And some guy makes a print of Lassie the dog and no one wants to buy that one. I don't know. So, you know, it, it's really, it's really that kind of asset is, is the primary driver of its value right now, I would say. And you could say, well, it has a little bit more to it than that. And I, I agree, but that is not really what's defining the price. Um, yeah, I, 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 I I'm a great supporter of, of, crypto stable coins and i there are actually some gold-based stable coins which i which i think is a pretty good idea and i hope they become more popular oh well good i by the way i agree with you i was walking through downtown last downtown minneapolis last night and there are signs all around for an art exhibit of the art of banksy and uh, and uh my son and i were walking and i said my son says do you think they'd be as valuable if they were on canvas rather than a wall and I said, yeah, probably not, but that's maybe true of a lot of art. Uh, what would have happened to Michelangelo if he had paint, painted on, on canvas? Um, so anyway, uh, let's go to your, you know, in the book, you're, I think it's fair to say you're kind of strongly favoring gold, and I heard a little bit in your answer about crypto. Do you want to expand on that too, please? Yes, if, if you simply... Yeah, it, for the for the general you know the general American the, the regular American, if you understand the, a monetary type of inflation now forget about the supply demand stuff you know shortage baby formula whatever, uh, but the monetary stuff the, the central bank stuff it's simply a decline in the value of the currency. Well, you just have to, and you can imagine what effect that would have on everything. Obviously, if you have a bond that pays you X amount of currency in ten years and the value of the currency goes down, well, the value of the bond goes down. If you mm-hmm. have a stock market, uh, you know, and stock market is kind of a hard asset in a sense because they have real tangible assets. 
but their revenues are related to people's wages because that's what they buy the stuff with and the wages are related to you know these kind of long-term contracts so anyway stock markets tend to decline in that scenario in real terms not necessarily nominal terms um and there's really only one thing in the in the in the common investment universe which which is reliably stable in value and you can buy you know it's pretty liquid and you can buy it anywhere and that's gold and that's and if you look at the 1970s it gold was very clearly the best performing asset so that that is always your you know it's hard to predict the future i can't say whether gold will work over the next 10 years but if we do have this inflationary situation where dollar declines in value a lot um gold will almost certainly be in the, in the top class of, of of performing assets and and to be clear you're you're it's, I read your book to sort of say it's a piece of your portfolio. You're not advocating you should be only in gold. You're just, you're just saying some of, that, some of that wealth that you have, you might, might want to protect yourself against inflation with having some of it in there. Exactly. You know, the, the basic premise of gold, and, and all the serious, kind of serious gold people accept this, I, I would say, is that it's pretty reliably stable in value. It's always been that way and probably always will be. So it doesn't go up in value. It doesn't pay a dividend. Uh, it's not an investment in that sense. It's more like cash, which is the role it played for hundreds and hundreds of years. If you just think of it as, for example, stock market's not doing so well. Bond market's not doing so well. A person today might have a large portfolio allocation to cash. Well, maybe the dollar isn't going to do so well. So you might have, want an alternative form of cash, which is essentially what gold is. Um, I think that's the most productive way of, of thinking about it. Great. I, I appreciate that. And I also appreciate you stay, taking a little extra time with us. I I, I don't. I thought we would we'd have you at 1030, but uh, we got a little bit of a late start, so I wanted to make sure I got everything in, and, and I think I've heard everything I was hoping to hear from this. Uh, what's next for you, uh, Nathan? Uh, what, what's your next project? Oh, next project. We're still working on getting this one out the door. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I one of the things one of the things I uh, do is I do have a retail newsletter for uh, for investors and it's really it's really aimed at the at the, you know asset allocating individual investor because everyone's always asking me you know what what, you, what would you do with your money well good question uh, that's that's on my website newworldeconomics.com and, and it has a link to the Polaris letter which is the name for that and all right um, I took go ahead right. and then going forward, uh, Nathan work on some video stuff. Yes. Uh, tied to the book? Well, just uh, I've done a lot of writing over the years, and uh, mm-hmm. now I want to now I want to you know, make something in a format for people who would rather watch than read. There you go. Well, that might be true. Well, that's kind of kind of why I've done uh, radio for the last ten years rather than write write any more books at my at this time. But it's also just just a matter of. Uh, getting a little older and not wanting not wanting to spend so much time at a desk uh anyway uh nathan thank you so much i i appreciate your time today uh i will get that link out for you uh at newworldeconomics.com newworldeconomics.com is his is his website and go find his newsletter if you like what you heard you might want to you might want to look into that a little bit more thank you for your time today uh nathan and i wish i wish you every success with this book it's a it's a great fun read and yes very accessible to the to uh to the uh wider market rather than us eggheads thank Thank you you. uh uh, we'll be back after this you're listening to the king banyan show on the biz 1440 the summer wind came blowing in it's the important domestic issue facing America today. Public education has gone off the rails. Don't miss the powerful new movie, Whose Children Are They? Critical race theory is dividing our children. They're teaching these kids X-rated sex acts. Learn how to get our public schools back on track. Watch Whose Children Are They? at SalemNow.com. Whose Children Are They? Whose Children Are They? Available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 
Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Was your home impacted by the recent hail and windstorms that hit the metro this week? Hoffman Weber Construction can provide a free damage inspection for you. Hoffman Weber is rated Minnesota's best roofing contractor by the Star Tribune and has over 15 years of local storm damage experience. Many of their customers say their home or HOA is better than before the damage. To book your free inspection today, contact your local storm damage pros. Hoffman Weber Construction. Go to hwconstruction.com. That's hwconstruction.com. The Stone Arch Bridge, the St. Paul Skyline, Gooseberry Falls. You can own one of the hundreds of iconic Minnesota images captured by award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for half off the regular price. You'll get a signed 36-inch print of your choice for your home, office, or to give as a gift. Normally $540, now just $270. Only five of these special print offers are available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. 651-289-4413. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the billboard Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for being here. Oh, darker clouds appearing over the Mississippi. Hmm. Um, maybe it's because we talked about gold and we're not supposed to do that, I guess. Um, 651-289-4477 with questions and comments. Again, thank you to uh, Nathan Lewis uh, from New World Economics. Uh, and uh, I've tweeted his, uh, his Twitter handle and the uh, webpage for you at pound kbrs if you want to follow us and follow that and follow nathan because uh that was interesting and good stuff i i I suspect he doesn't like my explanation for uh inflationary bias and like i said i'm in the minority he has the majority view uh but uh i I will leave that there i want to uh play just a little bit more of the clips i picked up this week because as i said uh during the first hour of the show the fed was out basically trying to to reel in that thought that 75 basis points was not on the table at all and was, you know, and um, and this is what I heard from them. So let me go ahead and play first. Uh, let me, where's my where's my cut list? Oh, yes. Here we go. This is uh, so there was a conference at Amelia Island uh, in North Florida, off the coast in North Florida uh, uh, on uh, Tuesday and uh both Raphael Bostic, the president of the Atlanta Fed, which was the host institution, and uh, um, Loretta Mester, who's the president of the Cleveland Fed, were there. And I wanted to play just a little bit of them as here at this point. Uh, let me play. This is uh, President Bostic. Cut number one, please. 50 basis points from over the last 20 years, you know, is already a pretty aggressive move. I don't think we need to be be moving even more aggressively. I think we can stay at this at this uh, pace and this cadence and really see how the markets evolve. So Bostic, little dovish, didn't really want it. Says, "Hey, 50 is enough for now." Uh, he didn't really take it. Say no to 75. I, I, I don't believe so. But he was he, he was was close, and he had a. Uh, and I'm going to skip. Uh, I'm going to skip a couple of these, uh, uh, Daniel, because in the interest of time. But I want to play. Uh, so 
At the very same meeting, uh, Loretta Mester, again from the Cleveland Federal Reserve, was also interviewed and asked about about this change. And this was her cut number three. The chair in the press conference said that he was comfortable with, you know, moving another couple of meetings at 50. I'm certainly comfortable with that. I think we're going to have to be very careful of evaluating whether we're actually seeing that inflation move down. So we'll do the next couple of meetings. If things stay the way they're looking now, I think 50 at the next two meetings makes perfect sense. We're going to have to then evaluate whether we either have to speed that up um, if we don't see inflation moving back down or if we see demand coming down faster than we expected to. To, we might be able to go a little slower. So that that was the door opening to her saying, I'm okay looking at 75, but it's only if inflation doesn't come down at the speed that we're expecting. Now, this particular meeting, as we mentioned last week, this particular meeting did not have a uh, statement of economic projections. We didn't have dot plots at this meeting. We will get them at the next meeting and it will be very interesting to see how they align. But the fact that they had dots in in March that indicated that they were they still see inflation ameliorating only to about 4% by the end of 2022 and not reaching 2% even by 2.0 even by 2024 um it'll be a little above 2 in 2024. But from four two to two seven two eight, and then from there down to two two or two three, the fact that they've not done that, and the lack of uh, lack of any commitment to uh, what was called uh, flexible average inflation targeting, by not identifying when they might take the inflation rate back below two percent to make up for the inflation that is here now, is indicative that they intend to sort of just eat the inflation that's happened out there so far. Let's play a little bit more of uh, President Mester again. This is from the Amelia Island uh, conference uh, earlier this week. Cut four. I'm going to need to see compelling evidence that inflation is moving back down. I know there were a lot of reports in the press with the last uh, inflation report that, oh, wow, it moved a little bit down. That's not compelling evidence to me. I don't want to move this too quickly off of this upward path. We need to get monetary policy in a more neutral stance. And then we have to evaluate how much further beyond that is going to be needed to move that inflation needle down. And that that was a sign that she truly is more in the in the hawk camp than certainly than than President Bostic. Let's take a break right here. We'll come back. I've got one more. We had uh, Jim Bullard out speaking all over the place, actually, on uh, uh, last week trying to get his views out there because he agreed with what happened uh, even though he's probably the most hawkish of the uh, Fed presidents at this particular moment and so we'll listen to what he has to say after this you're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440 The Biz 1440 KYCR Golden Valley The basics about financial literacy provides confidence in your investing decisions. Knowledge to make better decisions with or without an advisor empowers you to take control of your financial future. With the right skills, you are the best steward of your own money. Learn more today at a free in-center or virtual investing class at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. 
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. Matt S. in Circle Pines says, Jake was our installer and he did an excellent job. We were very pleased with the process from start to finish. He was very knowledgeable and I would definitely recommend him and Great Garage Door to everyone. New double-wide steel doors starting at $13.95. Call 763-767-3000. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. It's a brand new day. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Again, my thanks to John Phelan from the Center of American Experiment and Nathan Lewis uh, from uh, co-author of Inflation uh, uh, with Steve Forbes and Elizabeth Ames. Again, great book, really written for for a. Uh, Common, uh, common person's uh, perspective from a common person's perspective, um, and and reads really quickly. Um, like I said, I did it. I did it in. I think I read from nine to eleven thirty one night, and I think I was done before eleven thirty the second night. Normally nine o'clocks when I put away the laptops and and if, unless I'm bored, and then I'll open, I'll open up the phone. But uh, if I've got a good book to read. 9 p.m. onward is when I do that. Um, I think it's. I think we should play one more set, but just to set, let me set this up for you. There was a consumer confidence number that came out this week from the University of Michigan. Uh, this is the preliminary April number, and it was the weakest read since August of 2011. Um, inside it, you can you can you can see that people are worried about what's happening to their wages. I want you to, so there's a couple questions that are asked of, of consumers. And so they're asked, do you agree with or disagree with family income will beat inflation over the next five years? That is now at 32.5%, which is the lowest since May of 2014, which was back at that time when wage growth was was terribly anemic uh, coming out of the, coming out of the great financial crisis. Um, likewise, if I go and read, uh, um, if I go, you know, I read the North, the, the National Association of Home Builders have issued a report titled Home Builders Warn of Significant Affordability Declines. Uh, only 48.7% of homes sold in the first quarter were affordable to median income families. Now that's determined both by mortgage rates and by the prices of houses. And everybody likes high prices on their own houses, unless you're trying to buy one. And everybody likes lower likes lower interest rates, unless you're worried about inflation. And of course, that's what's helping to keep those prices up there, uh, keep the prices of housing up there. Um, and and if you if you if you look at the uh, Michigan survey, it said uh, it said uh, that um, the last time. Currently, when they say it's a good time to buy a home, that number's down to 48%. That's down 14 points month over month. The last time that the number was 48% response of consumers to it's a good time to buy a house was 1982. Okay, and I don't know I don't know who's old enough to remember 1982, but if you are, you'll remember what the mortgage rates were back then. They had a one in front of them. They were double digits. 
uh, and so forth. Let me play a little bit of Jim Bullard for you. He was on uh, Yahoo Finance uh, on uh, yesterday and, and had this to say, cut number six. I think the, the biggest thing here is that uh, you should probably take the big inflation number that we got today, um, eight plus percent. You know, some of that is it has a, a transitory component to it. I know we banned the word transitory, but part of that is going to uh, go away uh, naturally, and that's fine and that, all good for us. But um, there, there's a big chunk of it that's not uh, in that category and is much more persistent. It's that kind of inflation that requires Fed action. And in order to get us to be able to put downward pressure on inflation, we're going to have to get the policy rate uh, up in a range where we can uh, put some leverage on this and move inflation down. And how much would that be, President Bullard? Cut number seven. Could a 75 basis point move be, be warranted in your view? I know your remarks on, on the possibility of that prior to the May FOMC got markets uh, very interested. Do you see that as a baseline need, at least in the next few meetings? Uh, that's not my base case. Uh, so I think we've uh, got a good plan in place. And the, the committee is based on public comments anyway from my colleagues has coalesced around uh, a plan of 50 basis points uh, per meeting. Uh, so I think we can proceed on that. This report was hot uh, in terms of inflation, but uh, not that different from uh, what was expected coming into this uh, into this report. So two things that I take from that. One, he's thinking there's going to be more 50 basis point increases than the two that are basically baked in the cake from statements made by everybody. Uh, I could have played. I could have played several more people or read read statements. The second piece, the second part to that is that is is that he thinks that it seems to me that he thinks that inflation number comes down. But he too is open to the idea that you might have to go more. He wants more fifty basis point increases, and he's moving. I think really to a much higher rate because two fifty basis point increases just gets you to two percent. Nobody thinks 2% is where you need to be. They think you got to be higher than that. But very concerned about inflation. And But the inflation report, it was a good report, but it was kind of a normal report. It's basically what everybody thought, and everyone is trying to sell it to you as, oh, things are getting better. They're not. They're not. We'll be back to tell you more about that next week. Thank you for listening. I want to thank Daniel for the production effort as well. And we will talk to you next week on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police. And nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, Both parties must de-escalate, and de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer, whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested. Don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. 
Everyone has important numbers. A phone number, a year you were born, even your anniversary. At Appliance Renew, giving our customers savings up to 50% off is one of our important numbers. Hey, it's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew. We sell brand new scratch and ding, name brand appliances. Our inventory of over 250 appliances changes weekly. I put all appliances through a 20-point inspection, checking that all components, belts, and lines are running at peak performance. Appliance Renew is locally owned and operated in beautiful downtown Farmington. Visit ApplianceRenew.com or give me a call at 612-564-9207. It's worth the trip to downtown Farmington in the South Metro for savings up to 50% off brand new scratch and ding appliances. Saving money is worth the drive when a little ding doesn't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. Sensible business talk for the three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.